You're listening to the Writing Momentum Podcast with authors Christopher and Gina Mazzelli, where you'll discover more about writing, publishing, building your author brand, and selling your book. Now, here's your hosts, Chris and Gina. Hello, and welcome to Writing Momentum. I'm Christopher Mazzelli, and I'm here with my wife, Gina. Gina Mazzelli, yeah. <laughs> welcome. How are you doing today? I'm doing really well. We're Good. coming to the end. I'm getting ready to go do a fun project with the kids here in a little bit. So oh, you are. Good. I didn't know mm-hmm. about that. Okay, I cool. <laughs> we're going to do, we're going to have fun. Speaking of working with children, today we are talking about children's books totally, and are you qualified to write children's books? Totally unexpected uh, or planned segue. <laughs> there you go. But it works well because <laughs> so many times people wonder, hey, or they, they think, hey, I want to write a children's mm-hmm. book and they never stop to ask themselves, hey. Am I qualified to do this? Is this something I should be doing? And sometimes people don't write them and they should also be asking themselves, maybe I should be writing children's books. And so that's what we want to talk about today is the reasons uh, for and against writing children's books for most of us. Yeah. And I think, you know, there's a lot of people that recently I have read uh, on our newsletter. Mm -hmm. You don't get our newsletter. Be sure to sign up for that. (laughs) Um, but there's a lot of people that have responded to that and and to our Facebook group as well and mm-hmm. have said that they are children's book writers. And I thought it we have not done a lot of really talking about children's books on our podcast. And I thought this would be a good subject for us to dive into. So we're actually going to do a three-part series on this. And I say it's three-part now. Maybe more. We may actually <laughs> add to it because... We have written quite a bit for children. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and a lot of these books, if you're watching on video, a lot of the books back behind yeah. us are children's books that we've written over the years. Um, we have always loved writing for children. I, I kind of got yeah. my start in writing for children, and so it's really been you know something fun yeah. for me. But as as the years have gone on, uh, I still write for kids today, even though I write marketing material and a lot of other stuff. But I also write for children. Still. You do. And you yeah, do on too. a lot of different areas. Yep. And that's the thing. You know, when people talk about, you know, what kind of writing do you do? Children's writing is not the first one that I talk about that I have done. But I've actually been writing for children now for probably 20. Actually, you know what? I, my first book contract was writing for a YA audience. Yeah, I think you're right. It was a two-book contract and I wrote for a YA audience. So. Uh, that's where I started. And then we'll talk about some of the different uh, types of writing that we've done as we go through this list yep. because we've uh, done a lot of different types of writing. Yeah, especially and the I next have week. A, I have a question for you at the end. Right. I've got a, a, a pop quiz question for you all at right. the end. Well, next week especially, we're going to talk about all the different kinds of things that you can write for kids. Um, and some of them may surprise you that you didn't realize that you can do, that you can mm-hmm. get paid for doing, which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but today the focus is really should you write for kids, right? Or why should you, why should you maybe not? And the first thing we wanted to cover is that one of the reasons that maybe you should write for kids is because you want to give back, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe you felt like, hey, I've got some good life experience or I've got some things that I've learned, some things that I've discovered in my life, and I want to share that with the next generation. Well, writing for kids is a great way to do that. Now, it doesn't mean you want to be preachy or anything like that with it, but a lot of times the stories we write, even the fiction stories, have real life stories and, and things that we've learned in them, real life themes, right? And those are the kind of things that you can write to give back to your audience. Absolutely. And I, there's a lot of people that they will say, well, I've worked with children for mm-hmm. 20 years, 10 mm-hmm. years, 20 years, something like that. They've worked with children in some capacity. Maybe they've been a teacher or a preschool teacher. 
maybe they've been a children's, um, a, like a, a children's church worker yeah. where they've worked with kids. Um, or maybe they've done something else. Maybe they're a homeschool parent. And you, let me tell you, as a homeschool parent, you read a lot of books, <laughs> a lot, a of, lot children's books. of children's books, you know, or, or just as a parent who sits down, you know, when our children were younger and we were reading them picture books every night, mm. they would get books at nap time. They'd get books before bed and not just one, they wanted multiple books, you know? Yeah. So I know there's a lot of people out there and even grandparents who want now they've got this life experience that they're able to give back and they want to write something for their grandchildren. Yeah. So there's a lot of people that have, when we talk about children's book writing, we say you want to give back. It's not necessarily because you're, you have a master's in children's development and no. you want to give back. It can be just that you love children's books. You've had children's books that you have really spoken to you or to your kids or to your grandkids or to your classroom. And it's time to write your own because you think, you know, I know what resonates with kids. Yeah. I know what they like. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's true. Another reason, though, maybe just because you yourself are really in touch with what we might call our inner child. Right. <laughs> now, I'm not getting strange with that, but I mean, I know when I first started writing, I felt like, you know, the subjects I want to write on, the things I want to write about really resonates with a much younger audience than what I am, right? I mean, I hear I was I was in my 20s at the time, and yet I found myself writing things about characters that were middle graders, right? Mm -hmm. They were between eight and 12 years old because that was kind of an impactful time of my life. And I just I felt like I could connect with that group in the way I wrote. And so I was very in touch with what that age group is interested in and the way they talk and the kind of things they thought would be fun in a book, right? And so to me, it was very easy to start writing for that age group because I connected with that age group in my life. I think also that witty, uh, the witty banner or kind of the zaniness mm -hmm. of children's books, not just you, but as you're talking, I can think of two other men that we have known who have yeah. written actually now three and might come to my mind. <laughs> I, I'm sure I could keep going who are writers and authors who are writing for that audience mm -hmm. and they just lot they just have that kind of zany yeah. fun you know they're gonna just go with it like yeah. it just it just speaks to them yeah if that's the kind of book you want to write now I, I also know a lot of authors who write for that age group they can write very serious material right they they can write very uh, poignant. material yeah poignant that really resonates that. um but they can write it in such a way that kids in that age group will just eat it up. They'll love it. And so if the, if that's if that's you, if you feel like, man, that is the, the, if there's a certain age that you connect with, and it doesn't have to be eight to 12, like what I said, it could be even younger, could be a little older, like what um, young adults read, mm -hmm. anything around there, that may be one reason you want to write for that group is because that's just where you kind of find yourself settling. And there's a lot of people though that find themselves settling with, they they can write better for adults and that's fine too. It just depends on who you work best with, right? Mm -hmm. in, in your mind and in, in the way you write. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Uh, another reason you might want to write for this age group or for, for young kids is because you yourself love, let me say that again, you yourself love children's books. Now, this is important because so many times 
authors, we've heard to so many authors who don't read themselves, right? They don't read. They'll say, well, I'm writing a self-help book, but they don't read self-help books. Or they write for children, but they don't write children's books. Or, sorry, read children's books. You've got to be able to read in the genre that you're writing right. for. And so if you are writing picture books, you'd better be reading a lot of picture books. And it's especially with picture books that I find that most authors who want to write for children, they don't read in the genre, right? They want to write a picture book, but they don't, they haven't read any picture books, not any at length, right? When I, when I was in school, I remember I had to read hundreds, hundreds of picture <laughs> books. And when you do that, you start to see how that structure is set up, right? You see what works, you see what doesn't work. And that's the kind of thing you need to know. Otherwise, you're going to make those same common mistakes yourself when you're writing your book. So spend some time. You can go to a Barnes and Noble or go to a library. Just get a couple hundred picture books and start reading through them. It doesn't take long to read through most of them. There are a lot of don't have a lot of copy in them. But when you read them, you will learn so much. So make sure that you love reading children's books and love reading the kind of uh, age group that you're wanting to write in. Otherwise, it may not be a good idea. Well, and I, I do want to do a bit of a plug here because you have actually taught on this. You have uh -huh. taught on children's. You have a, a series that you've written or I'm sorry, a video series and a training that you've done on writing for children, the super, what mm -hmm. is it? The children's writing super system yeah, children's writing that you've super done. And I, it is a great series because you get into the common mistakes that a lot of people yes. make with children's writing. You also get into story structure, mm -hmm. which I think there can be this misconception that when you're writing for children's books, that you, um, that it's going to be easier mm -hmm. and that it's going to be simpler and it's going to be, um, that it's, you can just kind of throw anything on a page and it works, Yeah. but you, it, you know, being able to write and make a story in a shorter amount of time can be a really, it can be a challenge. It can be a challenge. And that's actually one of our points that we're going to make here is that don't write because you think it'll be easier than writing for adults. Don't write for children because you think it'll be easier. I have found over the years, it is much more difficult to write for children than it is for adults because you have to be able to deliver strong concepts with a very little amount of words, right? And, or, 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 or even, or maybe better said with words that are smaller in scope, right? You can't be as flowery with your speech. You, you have a more limited amount of things you can work with. And yeah. because of that, it's harder. It is not easier to do, but I find it very rewarding when you can do it because you really feel like you've, you know, accomplished something. You've got a good message across, mm -hmm. but don't feel like you're going to write for children because you're like, ah, I can't write very well for adults. I'll just write this for children. That's not a good motivation. No. You don't want to do that. No. And I, I would say even that writing for children will make you a better writer overall. 100%. Practicing that, the, the techniques of it, mm -hmm. because, and I've learned a lot of that from you, Chris, because um, for years I watched you take really complicated uh, topics and mm -hmm. subjects. Yep. And one of your main jobs was breaking those down in a way that kids could relate to them and understand them. And that was, it was so, it was beautiful to watch you do that. I mean, and I'm saying this seriously, but doing that made you a better writer. Mm -hmm. It made you a better teacher. 
I mean, it made you where even I think a better speaker because you were taking you you never talk over even to this day, you don't talk over people's heads. And people, I think, even like when you're talking about tech or you're talking about productivity or you're talking about all these other areas, you're able to take those topics and break them down so Mm -hmm. that someone like me who isn't extremely techie understands it. And so I think writing for children, like the practice of writing for children uh, can make someone very much a better writer overall. Yeah, I totally agree because it makes you more succinct in what you write. It makes you more purposeful in what you write. And it just, it, it, yeah, overall, it just, it strengthens everything you do. Here's a great exercise. Find something written for adults that's rather complicated. Maybe it's a, um, a piece about something happening in the medical field, or maybe it's something theological or even something political and try to break that down in a way that a child could understand it. And first break it down so a teenager could understand it. Then a middle grader, we're going younger. Then a child who like reads a, a chapter book and then maybe a picture book. See if you can take a difficult subject and weave it for different younger audiences. And you'll find that the younger you go, the more challenging it gets. And, you, and sometimes you have to start leaving things out and you start to really see what's important in a subject when you have to pare it down like that. Absolutely. Yeah. So that yeah. would be an interesting thing. Because I think of people who write on something that's more abstract. Yeah. You know, when you get and you and when you're writing for kids, and we can talk about this later in one of our upcoming episodes, but you're talking about uh, child development as well. What can a child understand at different ages? Yes. And and it's not that one child is smarter or less smart or whatever. It's just the natural maturity that happens mm-hmm. that they're able to understand. But taking something even like helping a child deal with grief or helping, uh, you know, you see books sometimes that are written about helping a child understand adoption, their mm. own adoption. These these challenging subjects that you have to break those down for kids, it's uh, it's it's an exercise in becoming a more masterful writer, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. So that's one reason you shouldn't write for kids. What's another reason, Gina, that maybe you shouldn't write for kids? <laughs> okay. So there are always exceptions to what we're going to say here. <laughs> we are very careful not to throw down edicts. I'm not a fan of edicts, but I will say that if you are going into children's writing expecting for a windfall of cash, <laughs> you are probably going to be disappointed. Yeah. It is not the most lucrative type of writing there is. It is a very rewarding type of writing. Mm-hmm. It's very but rewarding. as far as being lucrative, there's a lot of competition in the market. Mm-hmm. There are There's a lot of different types of writing, which we're going to talk about in our next episode, I believe. Yes. But there's just a lot of competition. And uh, what could you add to that, Chris? It's just not something that usually results in a lot of money yeah and you know people always look at you know the harry potter series and think look what that's become but that is such an exception to the rule right so i I usually tell people you might be able to make a living writing for children Mm -hmm. right if you really hustle and bustle you can make a decent amount of money writing books and uh other material as we'll talk about next week in writing for children but you probably won't become rich doing it right you'll you but you you could make a decent living however that said I have often found that to really 
make ends meet, you still need to write other things, right? You've, you've got to be able to have some other side gigs that you do, whether it's writing for different audiences, especially marketing material, you know, marketing materials where you'll make the most money generally. And so if you can write to some of those audiences, then you'll free up your time so that you can write more mm -hmm. for children. Absolutely. All right. So, yeah. That's And like I said, there are some exceptions to the rule. We do know some very yes. successful children's writers. Um, and we also know some very uh, well-respected children's writers who have won a lot of awards and have done some really masterful work. Whether or not they are making mm -hmm. a full-time living in this, supporting their household, I don't know. But um, I... I it wouldn't surprise me either way. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> wouldn't All surprise right. me either way. So there you go. That's not to discourage you, mm. but that's just a little bit of a reality check for it. Some people think, well, I'm going to write one book and I'm going mm -hmm. to, you know, fund my retirement. And that's not really the case. I would <laughs> say, though, that you can probably start to build a following with children's writing, just mm -hmm. like you can with anything else. And if you want to develop a line, develop a line of characters uh, or a universe that you want to build and, and write about and develop and create a fan base for, then, you know, that's wonderful. Do it. And, and it may prove profitable. Yeah. And that's, but that's where we say it's very rewarding because it can be very rewarding mm -hmm. to do that. So just a quick recap, write because you want to give back, right? Because you want to give back to kids. Write because you love working with kids. Write because you connect with your inner child, right? That inner inner kid in yourself, right? Write because you love children's books. You want to make sure you read what you're writing. Do not write because you want a windfall of cash, windfall of cash, and do not write because you think it'll be easier than writing for adults because it just won't. Next week we're going to talk about more types of writing that you can do when you're writing for kids. So if you're thinking, boy, I'd love to break into this market or I know a few things I can do, but uh, what all can be done? I'll tell you, I have written over the years. So is Gina, all kinds of stuff for kids. And we're going to share those kinds of things. You might be really surprised at some of those that you can do. If you are not part of a writing group, we actually have a writing group online called Writing Moments. We'd love to have you join us. It's about $15 a month. And we meet every week on Wednesdays. Noon Central, and we just write for an hour after having a really good, strong teaching from either Gina, myself, or our good friend, Renee Gutteridge. Mm -hmm. So we'd love to have you join us. Until next time, remember what, Gina? Together, we have writing momentum. Bye-bye. <laughs> You've been listening to the Writing Momentum Podcast with authors Christopher and Gina Maselli. Don't forget to subscribe and get the show notes at writingmomentum.com backslash podcast. Until next time, we hope that you have writing momentum.